Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. The Lamborghini Super Trofeo. On IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Saturday morning in Gainesville, Georgia. And if you're not awake, you are about to be. It's the running of the Bulls. And what I mean by that, of course, Super Trofeo North American action from here at Michelin Raceway Laguna Sake, or Michelin <laughs> Raceway Road, Atlanta. 16 Lamborghini Super Trofeo Huracans about to take on Road Atlanta, just north of Atlanta, Georgia, in Brazelton, in between Brazelton and Gainesville. 12 turns, two and a half miles of some of the most challenging racetrack you will find. It is fast, it is furious, and it will tolerate no mistakes, especially early this morning. All the grass around this racetrack still very damp, and if you drop a wheel and get those Pirelli tires, in that wet grass you're going to go for a ride and likely you're going to make contact turn 10 a great passing area turn five you can kind of get it done there and then turn one you'd better have a run down the front straightaway if you plan on making a pass there it is an absolutely gorgeous day here at road atlanta not a cloud in the sky temperatures kind of in the high 60s expect mid 70s by the time this race is concluded and you look, the corner workers getting ready down the front straightaway here. And we talk about the challenges of Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. They are many. Cars getting ready to go. We'll get them behind the safety car and get on track. Jeremy Shaw along with me today. Brian Till bringing you all the action. Jeremy should be a good one from here at Road Atlanta. It always is. Well, it always is, Brian. You're absolutely right. And uh, you know, perfect conditions, absolutely perfect conditions for going racing until, as you say, you throw a wheel off the racetrack. This is one of the classic racetracks, not only in North America, but the world. It's a tremendous challenge and a great place for these Lamborghini Huracan Super Trofeo Evo cars. 610 horsepower. Wow. At 8 o'clock uh, in the morning. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like I said, it's the running of the bull, so to speak, here at road atlanta 16 of these cars are about to shake the countryside it's been a nice quiet morning and now just after 8 a.m it's time to get going lamborghini super trofeo north america action starts the weekend here at road atlanta on this endurance weekend michelin endurance challenge weekend and we've got Lamborghini Super Trofeo action, Porsche GT3 Cup action, Michelin Pilot Challenge, and of course the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. But the Lamborghinis now out on the racetrack, and they will start the weekend off, and it should be a good one, Jeremy. The grid? Indeed. Thank you, sir. Indeed, so Yeah, there'll be 16 cars in this race. This is round five Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America. Four classes of, uh, of driver, however. We have the pro cars at the front. We've got the pro-am entries. We've got AMs and we've got LB Cup. Starting at the back, row eight of the grid is number 74, Tom Kerr. Alongside him, Sidney McKee, kind of at 87. Row seven is Randy Solari, the LB Cup points leader in column 03, alongside Matt Dickin in column 36. The pole sitter in LB Cup is John Hennessy, 
in car number 33 for US Racetronics team. Alongside him on row six is Victor Gomez the fourth, the only AM contender. Uh, Neil Alberico will start number 13 in a tenth position alongside Live Shelby Blackstock making his debut in the car number 53. Row four at the grid is Leo Lamellis in car number 24 and Stephen McAleer in car number one. Row number three, the most experienced driver in the field, Corey Lewis in car number 63 for change racing, making his 49th start in the Lamborghini Super Trofeo alongside a newcomer from Costa Rica, Danny Formal in car number 99. Row two of the grid, Andrea Amici from Italy. He is the pro-am fastest qualified for prestige performance WTR in calibre 25 alongside Brandon Godovic in calibre 46 onto the front row young Stephen Argicani in number six but on the pole position his third pole he is the pro um, the pro uh, race lap record holder from 2015 which is the last time these Lamborghinis raced here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta for change racing in calibre 16 is Madison Snow well, thanks, Jeremy. Now, I've got a question for you. 50-minute race as the field comes to into 10A and 10B, so we're about to go green. As cool as it is, how long is it going to take these tires to get up to temperature? Yeah, it's definitely take, going to take a, a, a couple of laps this morning, so the drivers have got to, got to be careful in the early stages, particularly those with lesser experience. There's a lot of drivers in this field with not much experience at all down the hill getting ready for the start you see madison snow in that snow white lamborghini on the pole and a big jump by snow he pulls the trigger at the apex of 12 the green flag does fly so we're racing at road atlanta these cars traction control anti-lock brakes 600 plus horsepower in the engine compartment and they've got to be a handful on this first lap even with those driver aids snow with a huge jump at the start leads up to turn three yeah, you, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to, to bring the speed up gradually and then accelerate rather than just going slowly and then jumping on the throttle. But it was a great start there from Madison Snow and young Stephen Argicani there, the 17-year-old, very much caught napping. I think he's fallen back to third position in car number six, having started on the on the front row of the grid. Actually, back into fourth place, I think, for, for Stephen Argicani. He's got some work to do. Well, let me take you back to road america we talk about starts remember madison snow and brian sellers were going to wrap the weekend with victories until brian sellers got a penalty for being out of line at the start so the officials have been very adamant about the starting procedure in the lamborghini super trofeo north american series so i wonder if they're going to take a look at that start we'll have to kind of check through the next couple of minutes and see if they'll review that but that was a huge jump from madison snow and look at this down in to 10A, Brandon Godovic having quite the battle there. Third car in line in the 46. Yeah, good start certainly by Brandon Godovic to get up into the second position. Uh, the number uh, six car that runs in in, in third place now. Uh, so he's got past uh, Danny Formal, number 99, on that first half of Stephen Argicani. Up into third position, he leads the Pro Driver Championship along with, with his teammate Jacob Edson. They've got a five-point advantage coming into this weekend over Madison Snow, but Madison Snow has already gained one point on that deficit with the pole position. So Agakani starts on the front row back to third. Now here's a look at the start again. Down the hill, they're lined up nicely, but Madison Snow right here, Jeremy, just pulls the trigger. 
He does indeed. He's uh, he's not messing around, is he? He's ready to go, is Madison. So he's got a busy weekend ahead of him, of course, not only driving in the these two Lamborghini Super Trofeo races, but also in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship as well, where he drives another Lamborghini or a can. It's a very similar car, but also quite different. The Super Trofeo car has a lot less aerodynamics than the WeatherTech Sports Car, the GT3 version. So it is quicker on the straights, but it, because it doesn't have the same aerodynamic downforce, it's not so, not quite so fleet around the corner. So a very different driving style is uh, between these two cars. Danny Vermal and Stephen Agakani, who were going at it in 10A the last time around. Agakani got that position back, so he sits third. It's Madison Snow, Brandon Godovic, Stephen Agakani. That's the top three overall, and also the top three in pro. And then a good battle in pro am. Danny Vermal and then Andrea Amici there in the fourth and fifth positions. Yeah, battles all the way down the field, aren't they? And uh, that was an electric start there by Madison Snow. He's already pulled out uh, a pretty good gap over Brandon Godovic. He's already over two seconds inside just two laps of racing. So Madison Snow very much on the case this morning. He's obviously had a, an early wake-up call as Madison, uh, and he is charging out there in the front of the field and making, making hay while the sun shines here in the early stages. So Madison Snow leads out onto the back straight and uh, this big long train of cars behind him. Brandon Godovic in second place, Stephen Agakani in third, and Danny Formal in that green and black car for Ansa Motorsports. The youngster from Costa Rica, uh, it, was, it wasn't his first car race, but it was certainly his first major professional car race last time out at Road America, where he had absolutely no testing prior to that weekend. Had a really strong run. He's doing a really good job as well here at uh, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Never raced here before. Uh, and Danny Formal in that fourth position at the moment, holding off Andrea Amici, Andrea Amici, who has a lot of experience in these cars. So lap three completed now by our race leaders. This is a 50-minute race. There is a mandatory pit stop which has to take place anytime after 20 minutes into the race and before 30 minutes into this 50-minute race. Uh, some of these cars that we see out on track now have a solo drivers, just one guy going the whole distance, such as the first two, Madison Snow and Brando Godovic, but some of the cars also have, have uh, dual driver lineups, including the third place, third and fourth place cars, third, fourth, fifth and sixth place cars, in actual fact, uh, of uh, Stephen Agakani. And when those pit stops are made, there is a minimum time that has to be spent on pit lane. That's from the beginning of pit lane to the pit lane exit. And for the single driver cars in this uh, this event, it is 98 seconds. For two driver cars, the minimum pit stop time is 95 seconds. So three seconds less for the two driver lineups. And the reason for that primarily is because the, for the solo drivers, they're doing this whole race. They've got a whole 50 minutes uh, of driving here. So after the, after the, when they make their pit stop, they're completely familiar with the track conditions, how the car is working. For drivers who are just getting in at the halfway stage in a race, they kind of got the kind of got to get to work themselves up to speed a little bit so that, therefore the uh, solo drivers have a kind of a three minute three second penalty in the pit stop that has to be uh, served before they get back out onto the racetrack the strong pace still from Madison Snow in the lead of this race the gap now between first and second 
is up to three, it's up to four seconds now, so he's stretching the lead over Brandon Godobik in second place. Stephen Agakani, not quite as close as he was to Brandon Godobik in the battle for second place. A little bit further further back down the field is Carnival. Uh, 16. It, it, this is our race leader now, Madison Snow, who's uh, on the back straightaway and no one in his rear mirrors at the moment as they crest the rise on this long back straightaway. And now to be a right hand kink as he heads down towards turn 10, the heavy braking area at the chicane brings him toward the end of another lap here. See that shade on the racetrack down the back straight of me, Jeremy, and you wonder if the cars are handling the same in the areas where the racetrack's beginning to heat up. That's where the tires are going to get some temperature. That racetrack heats up. It's going to give them better grip. But coming into that heavy braking zone into 10A could be a challenge right now. Yeah, indeed. So it's, you know, sun is always a factor here. Uh, it'll be a factor uh, during the the uh, Motul Petit Le Mans a 10 hour race which will be taking place at this same racetrack in in a month's time uh when it's a 10 hour race it starts in the daylight and ends at night time and particularly at the far end of the racetrack turn six and turn seven the sun kind of sets there and if it's a sunny day it's really tricky for the drivers and conversely here early in the morning it's much more of a problem as you head into turn one at the opposite end of the racetrack down through the S's. Victor Gomez there in the 29 in the AM category. Really owns that championship because he's the only driver in it at several of the rounds. So he has that advantage of, at times, not having someone to race with within his class, let's say. But there's always good racing on this racetrack. And you and I talk about it, Jeremy. The thing that's challenging is to know who you're racing with because you're out there and all the cars are identical as far as the performance capabilities go. You've got to know who's in your class, when to risk and when not to risk. Well, you're absolutely right because you're aiming for the overall championship at the end of the season. This is a 10 race season this year. Generally, it's 12 races with the final two rounds held as part of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo World Finals, which takes place at a different track around the world each year. But with the COVID-19 pandemic this season, Stephen Agakani off the racetrack. Uh, there is no overseas round for this year's North American Series. There's a mistake there at turn uh, 10 for Stephen Agakani. That's going to drop him a long, long way back Man. down the order. Yeah, you don't want to see that. Remember, we were just talking about know who you're racing with and how their championships on the line. Agakani. Uh, I don't know if it was a mistake or if he got together with another car. We didn't have it on camera at the time. But anyway, you look at it, that is going to set him well back in the order. But he, too, needs to be cognizant of the class that he's running in and not take too many risks to move up. I think there are five cars in the pro category this weekend. so And only four of those, I believe, are going to be collecting points. Shelby Blackstock, Blackstock is a guest driver this weekend. So right now, Agakani's got to understand, you know what? I've got fourth place points if I don't throw this away. So let's be smart here. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, and for Agakani, he makes a pass there on Sydney McKee. He's all the way back to 15th position, Stephen Agakani. You know, I don't think you, I, I think it must have been a mistake on his own. He wasn't, there was nobody else really near yeah. him on the racetrack. He'd fallen back from Brandon Godovic, in, who was in second place uh, before that off. And he was well clear of Danny Formal, who's now up into third place in car number 99. So I think I've got to say, 
Uh, it's probably an unforced error for Stephen Argagani. Look, for somebody who's 17 years of age uh, and driving one of these cars around here uh, for the first time, does, has done some testing here, so he is properly prepared. But this is, is his first uh, race weekend at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. This is a daunting racetrack. It is quick around here. Absolutely, and and I got a hats off to Danny Formal as well. A great run for him. He's uh, only ran the last round at Virginia International Raceway and has really shown that he understands this Lamborghini and how to how to get the most out of it. Yeah, he, I mean, he's, he's just been very impressive to me. As, as we said, no testing at all prior to that uh, run last time out at VIR, wasn't it? Not Road America, VIR. Uh, and uh, I think they might have done a kind of a shakedown test since then to get himself a little bit more familiar with these cars. But yeah, Danny Formal has been very, very impressive in this number 99 car. Uh, and uh, Danny is star, absolute mega star in the karting ranks. He's won just about everything there is to win in, in go-karting. Uh, but uh, the 24-year-old from uh, originally from Costa Rica now lives in Boca Raton. has been a very impressive learner in these Lamborghinis. Lamborghini Super Trofeo action continues from Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Round five of the 2020 season. It seems strange, Jeremy, to say round five this late in the year, but we all know the hiatus that we've been on and these drivers just chomping at the bit to get back into competition. Glad that we've been able to do that, and no one seems to have lost a step. Danny Formal there in that green 99. Andrea Michi not letting him go. No, he's not, uh, but neither is he able to make a pass either. It's it's, it's uh, not easy to pass around here, certainly, but uh, there are uh, at least one, there's one really, really good overtake opportunity, and that's coming now at the end of this back straight to under braking for, uh, for turn 10. But uh, Amici, there's only two or three car lengths behind him. I don't think he's going to be close enough here to make a lunge down the inside. Danny Formal has got that car really, working really, really well. He made a great exit out of turn eight, and he's able to maintain that advantage as they come up to complete another lap. Well, and that's what I was going to say. It seems like Formal gets that launch onto the back straightaway and is able to just pull that little bit out. I'm not sure how well these cars draft. They're so sleek. But Amici just not close enough to take advantage of any draft at all. He just couldn't get to the rear wing. Just behind them, Stephen McAleer in the number one has pressure. I know McAleer not at all happy with their performance this weekend. He and Stuart Middleton had a good run at VIR the last round, and they've been working, and they thought they found something in the car to make it better, but seems like they've missed the mark here this weekend. The car has a little bit of an unsettled look to it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? The car's certainly dancing around a little bit more than, than he would like, but uh, he's, uh, you know, he's got to, got to figure it out, hasn't he, basically? <laughs> well, Corey Lewis right behind him is not giving him time to figure it out, Jeremy. Lewis wants by, and I go back to what we've been saying all along. Understand what class you're racing with. Corey Lewis now a good run down the straightaway, but not where you want to be if they end up like this. In the braking zone, you see the hand out the window. I don't know if he was saying, let's just run nose to tail here or whatever, but certainly a wave there by Corey Lewis. Maybe he said, go on by and I'll drop in behind you. But once again, understanding which class you're racing with, kind of interesting as well with the experience that Corey Lewis had. I know that he probably wasn't pleased with his qualifying effort. No, he probably wasn't. He was, uh, he's been struggling a little bit, but you know, he is, uh, he is, 
running currently in the third position in Pro-Am, which is certainly what, not what you expect of somebody like Corey Lewis, who is a, a multiple-time champion in this series. He's, he won. He was the Pro-Am world champion back in 2015, when he also run the Pro-Am class in North America as well. That was the last time these cars race here at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. Uh, he won the, the Pro category in 2018 with Madison Snow. He won the, the Pro Championship last year, driving with uh, Richard Antonucci. So massive experience in these cars. Step back into the Pro-Am category this season to drive with our race lead, current race leader, Madison Snow's younger brother, McKay. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's got his eyes certainly set on the Pro-Am Championship. You talked about picking your battles. So he doesn't need to be running up front, uh, does Corey Lewis. But I'm certainly surprised to see him back in the sixth position now and actually third in that Pro-Am category. Corey Lewis, what must be going on in his head? And what I mean by that, Jeremy, is think about the cars that he is racing not only this year, but this weekend. He's running here in Lamborghini Super Trofeo North America action, Michelin Pilot in a McLaren, and then he is the endurance driver in the 48 with Madison Snow and Brian Sellers in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship in GT Daytona. So he's got three different cars he has to work with this weekend. And I don't care how good a driver you are. I feel like you're probably compromising something when you show up at a racetrack and you're trying to spread your talents amongst three yeah. different classes and three different type cars. Yeah, fair comment. You know, it it, it is uh, it's not easy to, to step between uh, different cars, particularly when they they kind of make their speed, if you like, in, in very different ways. But you know, with the amount of racing experience that, that Corey Lewis has, uh, that really shouldn't be a major problem. You know, he's he's into his late 20s now, 28 years of age, from Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Interesting, uh, Andretti Land. Uh, I was going to say, uh, there's he, some guys from up there that know how to drive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are. Uh, but, you know, a super successful driver is Corey Lewis. It's great to see him. He's a really nice guy. He's worked super hard to make these opportunities for himself. Uh, and he's, uh, you know, an excellent driver. Yeah, the driver working hard right now was Andrea Michi in that red 25, trying to get past Danny Formal there in the green 99. So that battle continues to rage, as does this one and these guys have been locked like this for the last several laps down into that heavy heavy braking in the Andy lock breaks there into 10a yeah Neil this Alperico. is a good battle yeah, yeah. Neil Alberico is another another uh, young uh, professional driver in this Ansa Motorsports car his teammates to uh, Danny Formal. Neil uh, has a lot more racing experience than Danny has to be said particularly started off in the open wheel ranks uh, and then has made the move to sports cars over the last few years. He drove uh, last year, last couple of years in the IMSA prototype uh, challenge category, uh, won some races there, actually co-driving with Leo Lamellas, who's also in this race. And Leo Lamellas is currently running in the seventh position, so ahead of Neil Alberico on the road. Look at this battle here, a little bit further back down the pack. <laughs> Tom Kerr at the 74, only his second weekend got caught by a group of faster cars at exactly the wrong place, at least for him. And you can't just disappear. You know, you get into that area of the racetrack and it, regardless of what level driver you are, you are holding on there as you come through the S's and into turn five. And Tom Kerr had to feel like he had a swarm of bees around him as you saw the 63 of Corey Lewis, Stephen McAleer in the number one and Leo Lamellis in the 24 just buzzing around him and he and and for tom kerr he's like guys just just 
get on by, please. Just get on by so I can do my thing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll, I'll get out of your way. <laughs> and uh, by the way, uh, Corey Lewis is, is, uh, has finally managed to, to find a way past Stephen McAleer. So Corey Lewis up into third position now in the Pro-Am class, fifth position overall. Uh, and even with that, he's, he's only a second and a half or so behind the other two cars that are battling for that Pro-Am lead at the moment. Daniel Formale in third place, the car number 99. Uh, and the uh, number 25 of Andrea Mitra. Here is the number one car of Stephen McLear, who uh, now has been challenged by Leo Lamellas, another pro-am car. Stephen McLear is running in a pro class in that car number one. Leo Lamellas is in fourth position in pro-am, seventh position overall. Good tight racing from Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta, the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship. Stephen McAleer in that black number one from Prestige Performance, Wayne Taylor Racing, cannot shake Leo Lamellas behind him in that green number 24. And McAleer moving the wrong direction, although they did qualify seventh overall. And he sits sixth right now, but he's struggled to stay with those competitors around him. And you and I were talking about it, Jeremy, that, that car does not look happy. No, it's dancing. It is dancing around. It is pretty lively. I mean, these are lively bulls, are they not? So uh, they're certainly a handful uh, at, uh, at any stage in the game. But uh, some really good battles going on here. Uh, Madison Snow is making himself scarce at the front. He's extended his lead now to 6.7 seconds over Brandon Godovic in second place. Uh, Danny Formal is battle here leading up into turn five. There's three cars together. Danny Formal, Andrea Amici and Corey Lewis. And then... Uh, right behind them are Stephen McLean and Leo Lamellas. But here is our race leader once again, uh, that uh, Snow White car. He's uh, put a lap uh, uh, on uh, Sydney McKee here in that car 87. Actually, another lap. Whoops, there's Neil Albarico who was off the road at turn five. A mistake for the young Californian. We were just talking about Neil Albarico and Shelby Blackstock, who was behind him. They were having a good battle, but a look they come down through the s's and he's going to try to get past the 74 of tom kerr and he doesn't think kerr sees him i don't believe and just kind of says hey i'm bailing out of here and goes inside the apex curbing because he thinks he's going to make contact i can tell you trying to pass somebody at the entry to turn five there has to be some serious cooperation going on between that driver that you're trying to go by and for tom kerr not a lot of experience in these cars a lot of experience in porsche gt3 cup but he's trying to come to grips with literally and figuratively this Lamborghini Super Huracan uh, Evo. And I think he just just didn't see Alberico there in five. But for Alberico, brave move, brave move. Yeah, it was. And uh, for Neil Alberico and Shelby Blackstock, those two have been racing together, well, for a better part of 10 years. They started off together uh, at the uh, at the Skip Barber Racing School. They then moved on into onto the, the road to India, or the Mazda road to India, as it was then. In USF, they raced together in USF 2000, uh, in Indy Pro 2000, and in Indy Lights as well. So they know each other very, very well. Uh, for, for Neil Alberico, this is his second weekend in, in these cars. And for Shelby Blackstock, who's just a guest driver this weekend, uh, is his very first weekend and absolutely loving it. Well, and why wouldn't you be? John Hennessy in the 33 leads in LB Cup. Randy Soleri kind of owned LB Cup there for the first few rounds. But as of late, he's begun to slip a little bit. I say slip a little bit. It's not like he's 
fallen off the map by any stretch of the imagination, but he won the first three rounds, then finished second in the fourth round, the second race at VIR. And then when you looked at qualifying today, he just did not qualify all that well. He was third in LB Cup, but John Hennessy is the one that really seems to have the measure of Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta in this Lamborghini Super Huracan Evo. Yeah, true. And uh, John Hennessy, unfortunately, wasn't at uh, the last race at VR. He had some family commitments he had to take care of. But good to see you back again here this weekend in that U.S. race Tronics car uh, in that number 33. And John Hennessy uh, uh, is uh, is really doing a nice job. He's been super fast in these cars right from the first time he, he, he sat in one. He's from Seattle, Washington. He, he started off his, his uh, sort of business life, if you like, or his... his uh, his adult life as a commercial fisherman up in Alaska, uh, and uh, he, he, he changed after that to become a uh, uh, to enter the demolition business. He built a very very successful <laughs> company, uh, and uh, just last a couple of years ago, he did his first track day uh, in, in a high-powered car. Got hooked right away on motor racing, and, and is now moving into the sport for the first time. As we can see here, though pit stops are uh, are taking place. We've already had uh, a couple of our, our race two race leaders both into the pits madison snow and uh in the second position is brandon godovic one driver lineups will be in pit lane for 98 seconds two driver lineups 95 that is a trademark of lamborghini super trofeo action and the reason that one driver pit stop needs to be a little bit longer is that driver's been out on the racetrack. They know the car they're in. They know exactly how it was handling when they came into the pits. So they have a little bit of an advantage. So the series officials just say, okay, well, if you're going to do it by yourself, then you're going to have to sit there just a little bit longer. So three seconds longer on the single driver pair or single driver lineup than with dual drivers. Right, there's uh, Sydney, Sydney McKee again. Boy, some more battles there. That's uh, uh, number 99 car, who's our race leader now, Danny Formal, uh, battling there with, I think that's Brenda Godovic, who has uh, just come out and made a pit stop and rejoined the race, uh, well, all but one lap down. I give credit to uh, Sydney McKee there. Difficult area of the racetrack. She's got a little bit of a straightaway up to turn six, so she can see those cars coming in her mirror. She gets through six. She knows she's not racing with them. She stays wide through seven, gives them the inside line, and that's how you get one of those passes done. But that's an easier place to get it done than than what Neil Alberico was attempting there just a little bit earlier with Tom Kerr down in turn five. Yeah, they across the line there. That's uh, Dan Formal now is in second place because uh, Corey Lewis in that car number 63 has found has made his way past on that previous lap i think while they were dicing amongst all that traffic and it's now corey lewis that leads this race yet to make his first pit stop as is danny formal shelby blacksock has moved up into third position in car number 53 he however has just won a number 53 car for wayne taylor racing and he is representing the greenwich dealership but greenwich uh, Lamborghini dealership and there's championships also not only for, for the four categories of drivers pro pro am uh, am and lb cup for, for the newcomers to the sport but there's also a team championship and a dealer championship as well you talked about Corey lewis driving so many cars earlier you know hats off to shelby blackstock as well because think about the cars that he's been competing in this year he's driven front wheel drive tcr cars drives a accurate nsx in another series so i mean he has been 
kind of running the gamut on the, the cars, not only horsepower-wise, but the drivetrain aspect of it. Has a lot of experience in open-wheel cars as well. So he's a guy, we were talking about it earlier, he's 30 years old, or about to be 30 years old, which is hard for me to believe because I still think of him as a young as a young guy, and I guess 30 is compared to you and me, Jeremy. But it's hard to believe that he's been around racing as long as he has, and he has come a long, long way. Very, very talented race car driver. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah, this, it, like I said, a bunch of, dri- bunch of drivers actually, gosh, are they really that old already? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I, I just, I, I, then I look at the mirror. Uh, reality strikes, does it not? Uh, we've got a, a pit stop here. Is uh, the uh, the car that was uh, leading early on is uh, Madison Snow. He's now up into third position uh, on the racetrack, and he's still got a, a pretty handy advantage, similar advantage from before the pit stops over the number uh, 46 car of Brandon Godovic, but uh, they are still running in the third and fourth position overall because Corey Lewis continues to lead now with uh, 90 laps completed for Change Racing, the leader in the Pro-Am category. Danny Formal, who just dropped to second position in the Pro-Am, he is on to pit lane to make his pit stop in the car number 99 that he is due to share with Patrick, uh, with, uh, Patrick Otto Madsen, uh, who uh, was also due to drive along with him at VIR, but elected not to, to, to give Danny Formal some more track time. So I'm not quite sure what the plan is this weekend. We'll find out very, very shortly. Very shortly, that's right. I was wondering if Corey Lewis was going to dip into the pits this lap. They were running a minute and 20 second lap times and the window was closing down, only a couple of minutes left. So Lewis taking it almost as far as they could go before he does the handoff. Yeah, there's 22 minutes in remaining in this race, so he probably could have done one more lap if he wanted to, but he's, he turns a good laps out there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, no, he could. There was there was enough time. It's a, it's a lap time here is about a minute 34, uh, and I think it, there was about there was over two minutes remaining when he actually brought that car into pit lane. But you know, just in case for some reason he couldn't make it the next time around, maybe there was an incident up there and he couldn't get into the pit lane. Better to be safe than sorry, because if the pits are closed, you can't come in, and then he would have broken the uh, the regulation there. So. He brings that car into pit lane. He will hand over the car to McKay Snow uh, in the lead, not over the race overall, but he was in the lead of the Pro-Am category. So we'll wait to see now, once his pit stop is completed, where he comes out onto the racetrack in relation to particularly uh, Danny Formal, who was who was running in the second place, but also right up there was Andrea Amici as well, and Leo Lamellas. Pit stop cycling through, and once they are done, the order will get sorted out. Expect to see Madison Snow and indeed now being shown back up in front as things cycle through here at Road Atlanta. Just over 20 minutes to go. Round five of the 2020 season for the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship and a car off. I believe that's Tom Kerr in the wet grass, keeping it out of the wall. Is he going to do it? Hey, he's, he, he was so busy, congratu- yeah, so busy congratulating himself on keeping it off the wall that he spun when he got back on the racetrack. But hey, no harm, no foul. I don't think there's any contest wow. at all there for Tom Kerr. Uh, that's a, a real ne- great near miss there for the TPC racing uh, race entry. And interestingly, Tom Kerr, he's a vascular surgeon. Yeah, well, I think, uh, <laughs> yes, that no, no more needs to be said. But he, he, he's just loving 
his opportunity. He's been driving in a Porsche GT3 Cup Series for for a couple of years, and make it, made his debut last time out at VAR in this Lamborghini. Absolutely loves it. Look how close he comes to the wall there, Brian. Oh, I understand he's a vascular surgeon. He understands all about blood pressure. I wonder what his is <laughs> right now. He's gotten it refired. You saw that fire belching out of the back of that Lamborghini Super or Lamborghini Huracan. Um, a lot of fuel gets caught in the system when the engine dies, and so that fuel burns off out of the exhaust when the engine is restarted. But Tom Kerr is going to look at video of that and realize how fortunate he is. And I'm not sure that he understands just how close he came because if he's anything like me, his eyes were closed through <laughs> a lot of that. Lot. I don't think you can come any closer to hitting a wall. And that was, uh, that was both good driving and uh, the God smiling down on Tom Kerr right there. Yeah, I completely agree with you that it really was, but uh, he did get away with it and uh, he's uh, out and uh, back out and running again he's uh, running in the 16th position but uh, i tell you what he's having a ball if we could see his his uh, face inside that helmet here but a huge grin on it even with that spin i'm i'm thinking he might be pale but <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's neither here nor there he's caught his breath again madison snow well no one's catching him still out in front from road atlanta and madison, yeah, madison snow, snow one of these drivers in the field who's doing double duty this weekend in the endurance weekend here at road atlanta not only here in lamborghini super trofeo action but also in imsa weathertech in his gt daytona lamborghini and jeremy you know we talked about Corey lewis driving three different cars this weekend at least madison snow staying in the lamborghini family and i know the aerodynamics though are different between a super trofeo car and the gt daytona lamborghini yeah, they are. These cars, uh, they're, they're quicker on the straights, but not as quick around the corners, uh, which means that you're going faster when you get into the braking areas here. So you've got to be, you've got to have your wits about them. You can't, if you if you start try to brake where you brake in a GT3 car, you'll be off the road and into the into the sand traps, most likely, into the gravel traps, most likely. So yeah, you certainly got to be paying attention here. But certainly that is what Madison Snow is doing. He's uh, romping away here, lapping super consistently in the mid mid uh, one minute 21 second range at the moment he set the fastest lap of the race uh, actually he didn't he was actually pipped by Brandon Godovic who set a, a 120.2 a, a little while ago but uh, Madison Snow has been super consistent and is running out front in the meantime there is Jacob Edson in car number six he's uh, this is a car that he's taken over from Stephen Agacani who made that mistake earlier on and uh, he rejoined in the 15th position. Stephen Agacani got the car up to 11th before the round of pit stops. Jacob Edson uh, from Colorado who's driving this car now uh, is up into the uh, in the uh, ninth position and the number 63 of, Mad of McKay Snow. So we've got Madison Snow leading Brandon Kodovic in second place. And there we're looking, going into turn one now, is uh, McKay Snow, the brother of Madison, in third position overall. He's about 20 seconds behind his brother, having uh, taken over from Corey Lewis in that number 63 car uh, and running in the lead of the Pro-Am category, uh, but uh, not by very much. So only about, a, we'll see just behind him, only about just over a second behind him is Stuart Middleton, who's in the number one car, having relieved Stephen McAleer. And right behind Stuart Middleton is Leo Lamellas, the young Brazilian in car number 24. And uh, Leo Lamellas in in that uh, number 24 car, the green 
car, the uh, LFNT car from US Racetronics team, is right on the tail of McKay Snow, and both of them appear, uh, excuse me, right on the tail of Stuart Middleton, and both of them appear to be catching McKay Snow for the third position overall. And once again, they need to understand the classes. For Leo Lamellas, the third car in your shot there, he sits second in Pro-Am. Stuart Middleton getting past McKay Snow doesn't mean that much for the championship in Pro-Am, but the 24 getting there to the rear wing of the 63 is an issue for McKay Snow. Yeah, indeed it is. And... Uh... Uh, with some, some super, still some great battles all the way through this field. It's it's tremendous. Uh, once again, uh, Matt Madison Snow in the lead, laughing very consistently, mid 21s, 121.7 last time around. Uh, but this battle uh, for third position on the road, this is the one to focus on right now. McKay Snow is losing ground to the uh, second place overall car of Brandon Godovic, but that doesn't matter at all because Brandon Godovic, like Madison Snow out in front there in the pro category, McKay Snow in the number 63 car is the leader in Pro-Am. Right behind him now is Stuart Middleton, another pro entry, car number one, and then the LFNT entry of, Stuart, of uh, Leo Lamellas in car number 24. McKay Snow about a second a lap off the pace of Stuart Middleton and Leo Lamellas just behind him as they work past the 74 of Tom Kerr, who's still probably trying to catch his breath from that exciting moment there at the exit of turn five and that wild ride all the way down to turn six. Now, Middleton, I would expect to make pretty quick work of snow. Like I said, he caught him in over a second a lap, and there it is. Gets the outbreaking maneuver done into 10A, and now it's Leo Lamellas. This battle between the second and third car that you see is for the lead in Pro-Am. Yeah, super battle here with a complete now lap per 25. Uh, 14 minutes remaining in this 50-minute race. And McKay Snow, though, he's, he's, uh, has been overtaken by uh, Stuart Middleton. I missed that pass. Did, did we see that? I was, must have looked uh, away from the screen because Stuart Middleton now is up into third position. And this is now the battle for the lead in the Pro-Am category. McKay Snow has it in car number 63. But right behind him is Leo Lamellis, a young Brazilian in car number 24. We'll see if Leo Lamellis learned anything from Stuart Middleton. It was Middleton with that outbreaking maneuver into 10A last lap. And now here's the opportunity for Lamellis through turn seven. He needs a good run here. And then perhaps he can get that set up down into the break zone, just as Middleton did last time around. The other thing to think about is the championship. Jacob Edson sits fifth in the pro category right now. Shelby Blackstock will not get points. And for Edson, he needs to move that car as far forward as he possibly can because they gave up points to Madison Snow, he and Steven Agakani. And the championship lead could very well change here today because of the mistake that Agakani made in the opening laps. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely true. But uh, I tell you what, Jacob Edson is flying through the field. He's up now into the seventh position, right behind Shelby Blackstock. In fact, just got past Victor Gomez. He's, those, uh, that position that uh, is not for position, but uh, Shelby Blackstock, even though he's not running for points, uh, Shelby Blackstock is currently fourth in the pro category. Edson is fifth, but uh, that, uh, yeah, Edson wants to make move his way forward. He's got a long way to make up any more ground on the road after that, but it's certainly been a good charge from uh, Jacob Edson in carnival six, but this battle here for the pro-am category 
it's still McKay Snow that has it. Leo Lamellis is looking for a way past. No way past yet for, for Lamellis in car number 24. I think Jacob Edson needs to get onto the podium if he and Aga Kani hope to maintain their championship lead. And that's going to be a tall order because Middleton has been flying. So is Shelby Blackstock. So he's got to get past Blackstock. He's got to get past Lamellis on the track, McKay Stowe on the track, and then do battle with Stuart Middleton. And, well, he's got to get that done in the next 11 and a half minutes, Jeremy. Yeah, so uh, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, no pressure. Order. No pressure on him then. So, you know, I just wondering what happened to Andrea Amici, kind of a 25. He was running even after the pit stops in the uh, in the sixth position, which would have been third in Pro-Am. But now he's fallen all the way back to 11th. He must have had maybe some sort of off a couple of laps ago, I think. He's fallen back uh, to pretty much the tail end of the lead lap. He's just ahead of kind of a 33, which is John uh, Hennessy, who leads still the LB Cup category. Here's a look at... Uh, yeah, that's Jacob. That is Jacob Edson's. He, he, his car and Brandon Godovic's PPM car are they look, yeah. very, very similar. They look almost identical. Uh, so that's why my apologies for mistaking those two a little while ago. But there is Jacob Edson in that black and red car chasing after Shelby Blacksock, who's doing a really good job in his debut in these cars. And Jacob, as you say, trying to uh, make up another position here. He's also racing this weekend, uh, Jacob, for, uh, for a very good friend and longtime supporter, Jim O'Brien. Uh, Jim's at home in Colorado and, and back in some serious health issues right now, but very much in the thoughts of Jacob and his family. And uh, uh, Jim, we wish you could be with us here. I know you're trying to make it to, to the next rounds at the WeatherTech Race with Laguna Seca. So I know Jacob would love to see you there. He's charging hard in this number six car. And, but uh, Shelby Blockter is keeping the doors closed there, isn't it? There's no way past yet for Jacob Edson in car number six. Well, and this is for fourth position in the pro category. And Edson now all over the rear wing of Shelby Blackstock as they head down the straightaway. They had to work past Tom Kerr. And once again, Kerr got caught in an area of the racetrack where really there's nothing he can do. It was there in turn five. And now Edson up the inside, outbreaks him into 10A. Does he get it? <laughs> Thinking Blackstock was going to get a good run back off the corner and might be able to defend and come back, but nothing to do it. Edson is by. That was a great move by uh, Jacob there. I wonder whether he get, carried a bit too much speed to the corner, but no, he's a he's a fine young driver. And again, like Neil Albarico, these three of them actually all worked their way up through the ranks in the open wheel uh, series in the early stages of their career. You know, Jacob Edson, Neil Albarico, and Shelby Blacksock, they raced together in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and uh, Indy Lights as well. And Jacob uh, has made the move into sports cars rather sooner than the other two. He's already won a, a Porsche Championship. Last year, he won the Pro-Am category in the in this Lamborghini Super Trevay, along with uh, with uh, Damon Oakey. Uh, and uh, he has, uh, has you know, just developed his, his talent in these sports cars. He's also now one of the official Lamborghini young drivers, part of their academy, to help young drivers pursue a career in this sport. And Jacob Edson is absolutely flying along there now in that kind of a six car, up into the sixth position overall. Okay, Snow, Leo Lamellas still having a good run of it. I was impressed too. Victor Gomez, the fourth, was right there with Shelby Blackstock. And you know, I wonder too, if we see that pass made there, Shelby understands exactly where he fits into this championship and that is he's a guest driver he wants to go out there and race run hard run well show people that he's a serious contender but he also knows he's not in the championship i think he was going to press jacob edson just as hard as he could 
And then once he knew it was done, it was like, I'm not going to risk anything for somebody who is the championship leader right now. But these guys, what a good battle they're having. They're willing to risk it. It's McKay Snow in the 63. Leo Lamellis in a car off. That is the 63. Ooh. And that's there at the exit of turn five. These drivers use all of that exit curbing out there to driver's right. And the end of it is very abrupt. That's what we saw Tom Kerr have an issue with. And I don't think McKay Snow is going to come out nearly as good as Tom Kerr did. There is damage to the 63. Take a look. Yeah, there is. Let's have a look, see what happened here. He's got Leo Lamellis right behind him. That's uh, coming up uh, over the crest there in turn five. And yeah, he just ran over that, that curbing the exit of the corner uh, and the car got away from it. It's really tricky up there. I mean, it's an uphill corner. It's blind over that crest as well. And that, that curbing on the exit really does upset the car, Brian, doesn't it? You know, you've driven a lot of, a lot of miles around uh, Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. It's a really tricky corner at the best of times. And unfortunately, just got away there from McKay Snow. And he uh, coming into this uh, weekend was a, a clear leader along with Corey Lewis in the Pro-Am category. They're led by 11 points ahead of Leo Lamellis coming into this round. But this is going to put Leo Lamellis into the lead of the Pro-Am uh, class in this race in fourth position now overall. Yeah, from the tails away shot as the car was going out of the scene, you could just see the back end of that Lamborghini bouncing off the ground two or three times. The rear wheels were completely off the ground and you just can't control it and then once it kind of pogos onto the wet grass with any kind of yaw in it at all it's over with yeah it is yeah you're a passenger at that stage uh, and uh, that's not what you want at that speed so uh, McKay Snow is just going to bring that car back to the pit lane nothing he can do he's going to fall to the tail end of Cattery the good news is uh, he'll still be classified fourth in the pro Amtar, so we'll get uh, some championship points but that's going to tighten things up he will still lead in the uh, pro-am points table after this uh, miscue but um, the lead over leo lamellis will be very much reduced and tom kerr cannot draw a lucky number back into turn five again the leader's all over him madison snow this time slips through and for tom he's got to be thinking why can't people just pass me down the straightaway why do i have to always get caught going through the s's yeah, that's right. And hey, for, hey, look, for, for Madison Snow, he still leads the race, but uh, the the, uh, the advantage he has over uh, Brandon Godovi is now is massively reduced, down to 2.4 seconds. It was over seven seconds. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, he, he certainly got some held up in the traffic there, but also uh, he just saw his, well, I don't know if he saw his brother off the road. He probably did, I think. Yes, he would have seen him off the road. So that's uh, not the, the best kind of mindset either going into the final stage of this race just over five minutes remaining for uh, madison snow out in the front of this race for change racing and the charlotte lamborghini dealership well i don't know if he caught traffic on the last lap he was shown at a 123.6 to a 121.4 for godovic i know he caught traffic on that lap that's another 123.9 and godovic at a 121.8 so I don't know if Madison Snow has some type of an issue in the 16, but certainly not turning the lap times. We know that time was traffic, and now a left front down on the 29. And that was Victor Gomez. I wonder if he got part of some debris or whatever, the left front down. And the good news is that left front tire staying together right now. The carcass is still on the wheel. It's not 
coming apart and turning into essentially a saw blade, but a long way to go for Gomez to get back to the pit lane. The good thing is he dominates in the AM category. He's the only one here today, so he just needs to get back, put a tire on, and go spend the next couple of minutes. I don't even know if he'll get back on the racetrack with right at four minutes to go. No, I think you might be right, though. He, he might well not do, but uh, he is uh, still assured of the maximum points in the pro in the AM category. Lance Wills, you joined the fray last time out, but that's the car driven this weekend, uh, that number 53 car driven this weekend by Shelby Blacksock, who's now uh, racing in the in the pro category. But now here we are, what, three and a half minutes remaining. So probably be three more laps, I think, in this race. It won't be, I don't think it'll be white flag next time around. And you can see now that is the gap between first and second. Brandon Kodobik is only two seconds behind him and coming. Madison Snow up through turns two, then three, then through the downhill S's towards turn five. What was a massive lead in the early going is now dwindling just 2.2 seconds the last time at the line but snow seems to have answered back with a lap time jeremy he's right there just a tick faster than brandon godovic but godovic has closed substantially over the last five to ten laps well he really has and uh, i think you know, particularly uh, after that incident for madison's brother mckay and then with some traffic that uh, madison caught as well he's able to reduce that deficit he well both of these two have a lot have a lot of experience in these cars brandon godovic is already a, a race winner uh, this season he won last time out at vir home victory for him the team based in virginia so that was a great day for the precision performance motorsports team and brandon godovic who is uh, representing the Palm Beach dealership, but at the moment it is Madison Snow who leads. So the gap now is down under two seconds for the first time. And the first time actually since the very first lap of this race, it's been it's less than two seconds between Madison Snow and Brandon Godovic. Godovic a half a second faster that lap, and Madison Snow is going to have lap traffic to deal with in just the wrong place. We talk about the challenges of Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta. This is that challenge. Down through those downhill S's, it's really hard to keep the car underneath you in the best of times, but when you're trying to work past traffic, it makes it even more difficult. The 99 of Madsen there, Madison Snow can't get it done, and now he's gonna have to deal with it in six and seven. If that slows him up, the 46 of Godovic could have a run down the back straightaway. Snow slips through. What can Godovic do? I think he's going to get by relatively easy. Well, I say that, but Madsen stays in the throttle. He's not going to just let it happen too easily. And Godovic's going, come on, man, help me out. Fighting for a race win. Should be white flag this time by for Madison Snow. Indeed so. Godovic is yeah. there, Jeremy. He certainly is. This is going to be a thrilling final lap here. And uh, Madison Snow, uh, he's going to be looking down the road. Didn't seem to be any traffic in front of him. That's certainly the good news here. If you can just see this marks, there is the white flag. So just 2.54 miles of racing to go. <laughs> Look at the gap. It went from 1.6 to 0.79 seconds. Traffic had something to do with that. Brandon Godovic had something to do with it as well. Godovic up on the wheel of the 46. This is the battle for the overall win and the win in the pro category. Madison Snow knows that he needs that victory, not just 
so he can say, hey, guys, I won, and stand on the top step and spray the champagne. But this is a championship fight as well. He knows that Jacob Edson and Steven Agakani have had their problems on the day. And he needs maximum points here to close in that championship. That's what he's got his mind focused on right now. There's no question about it. Uh, it was a five-point deficit coming to the weekend for Madison Snow over Stephen Agakani and Jacob Edson behind the, that, that pairing. But uh, with this win, it'll put him into the uh, championship lead with Edson down in the uh, fifth position overall and fourth in the Pro-Am class. Oh, and a battle in front of the overall leader. That's going to slow things up a little bit. It's actually going to slow things up a lot. Is Madison Snow going to get caught up in this battle with lap traffic? He's right there. He needs to get by because Godovic is going to get a run down the hill. Snow has to check up a little bit. It's going to be close at the line. Coming by, it's Madison Snow. He holds on. The third car in your order. He had to have been holding his breath all the way down the back straightaway because he could see that lap traffic coming back to him. Wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was tight there. Uh, it was uh, a couple of lap cars. One of them was uh, Sidney McKee uh, and uh, Matt Dickin, I think. Uh, it, yes, it was Matt Dickin right ahead of those two. Actually, Matt Dickin and Sidney McKee, they're dicing for third. That is a battle for third position yeah. in LB Cup, which is going to go on around this lap uh, across the line uh, in uh, second or third of Bragadovic and Stuart Middleton. Leo Lamellis there across the line in car number 24 to win the Pro-Am category. Uh, in the car number 24 for the U.S. Racetronics team. And John Hennessy has taken the victory in LB Cup. And like you talked about, Matt Dickin, Sidney McKee, they're having a good run. And they were right in front of the overall leader, so they've got two and a half miles of racetrack that they have to deal with. Their race could have been over right there, but they're going to get another shot at it because they get to complete another lap. But what a run for Madison Snow. We'll have to see how the 3687 battle shakes out i think it's one of the it's the last battle on the racetrack that has not seen the checkered flag and once again they didn't see it because they were right there in front of the overall leaders i hope they didn't think that the checkered was flying for them when they came by it i'm sure their crews were on the radio saying no 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 you got to keep digging matt dickin best sydney mckee he takes the podium spot the final podium spot in lb cup good stuff Lamborghini Super Trofeo action is always exciting, and that's exactly why you saw it come down literally into the final seconds there. A great run by Madison Snow, and if you look in the pro category results, Madison Snow over Brandon Godovic, Stuart Middleton, but the important thing to note is that Jacob Edson and Steven Agakani come home in fourth, and that mistake by Agakani early on is going to change the complexion of the pro championship. In Pro-Am, Leo Lamellis with a good run. He was up there fighting with the pros all day long. Then the 99 and the 25. That rounds out the top three in Pro-Am. In Am, Victor Gomez, the fourth, takes the victory there, of course. And then in LB Cup, John Hennessy with a good run. Randy Soleri finishes second for the second race in a row. So he may have his hands full as we get deeper and into the closing stages of the Lamborghini Super Trofeo North American Championship. What do you think about championship points, Jeremy? Yeah, super tight now. Uh, Madison Snow will lead on 64 points to the 61 of Stephen Agakani, Jacob Esson. What a great this race this was. There all sorts of accident incidents, great racing up front, and we're going to do it all again tomorrow, Brian. Should be a good one. Round five in the books. It is done, but round six comes at you tomorrow from Michelin Raceway, Road Atlanta. 
This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLeMond.com.